Uh, right now, we're going to get back into something we've talked about a lot recently, and we're going to continue to talk about, because it matters to every single one of us, the rate of inflation. And uh, it's 7.7% in May, which is the highest it's been since, I believe, 1983. Call it 40 years for the sake of round numbers in this country. And um, it's really, really starting to have a real impact on uh, the lives of all Canadians. So joining us to talk a bit about what's going on and dig into the numbers a little deeper, we have Trevor Toome joining us now, who's an associate professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. Trevor, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So I've been following you on Twitter as you sort of dive into these numbers, and I'll go through a couple of the things that stood out. Inflation is soaring. We know it. Mm 7.7% on that big number, which is huge. But, you know, there's a couple of factors really that are tipping it into that absolutely extraordinary territory, right? Energy and housing are the two big ones. That's exactly right. And, and so we know, especially here in Alberta, that oil prices are up significantly. So that benefits the government through royalties. But we, in the short term, as consumers of gasoline, you know, pay a lot more at the pump than we did last year. So energy just alone is contributing nationwide two and a half percentage points of wow. that 7.7. So like one third of the overall inflation rate that we see is, is really due entirely just to energy. And then real estate prices, homeowner uh, costs are also rising significantly. And that alone adds another one and a half uh, percentage points. So a huge fraction of our unusually high rate of inflation is just due to those two things. Yeah, holy cow. Um, now, you've been getting pretty micro in some of your analysis, which is fascinating to me. I love it. Um, and you're talking about how this inflationary period and what we're seeing happen is regressive, uh, a concept that was new to me. But explain to you me what you mean by how this inflationary cycle that we're in right now is regressive, what that means and what it does. Sure. So, so you and I, or everyone, we kind of face the same prices for goods and services at the at the store. But the hit that those price increases means for a family's overall situation really depends on what fraction of their income they are allocating to spending rather than saving. And so, higher income individuals uh, tend to save a lot more, a larger share of their income than lower income individuals do. And so, higher income uh, families do have uh, a much easier time coping with uh, price increases because they can adjust uh, through savings, whereas lower income income individuals don't. And so, roughly speaking, nationwide, the inflation we're seeing now it's equivalent to about a ten percent, a nearly ten percent reduction in the purchasing power of the disposable income of low-income individuals. So it's a particularly large hit uh, for those families. That is a big hit. And, and tell us about the $400 a month. You're, you're estimating that's roughly what we're paying more in, in terms of a Canadian household right now? Yeah, so that's kind of translating, or it's my estimate to translate what 7.7% inflation means, which is kind of a little abstract. So we can put that in dollar terms. And what that effectively means is when you break it down product by product, it looks like about a $400 per month increased cost equivalent to families. That means they either have to save that much less or find savings elsewhere by shifting what they're purchasing or, um, unfortunately for many, taking on additional debt. You know, Trevor, we've had stories over the past couple of years where people have, you know, the surveys have been done where people are $200 a month away from not being able to pay their bills. So that illustrates just how big of a hit this is to a lot of Canadians. Yeah, indeed. I think so. This way of thinking about inflation in terms of, of dollars is 
quite useful because yeah. uh, it's it's real. You can picture what it uh, means. You can get a sense of what the scale of uh, the challenges for government if it did want to try and offset uh, those pressures. And so it, it, when you add up those costs across households nationally, it becomes you know, quite significant, about $6 billion per month. How do you resolve, well, not resolve it, but make it better? Like you mentioned what governments are doing, you know, helping Albertans who are being hit hard. We've got windfall taxes in some jurisdictions. We've got gas tax suspension in our province. They're pushing that in the United States. We've got energy rebates coming in Alberta. What's the best way, do you think, to sort of help Canadians get through this situation that we're in? Well, first, it's important to remember that there's not uh, easy... Uh, or cheap thing that governments can do to help, especially in Canada, where the the key drivers of inflation are really tied to global developments. There's not a lot we can do to affect the world price of oil here, and there's not a lot in the short term that governments can do about real estate and home ownership or even or even rental costs. And so, what governments have done is at the margin provided income support, either in here in Alberta by lowering taxes, or as we'll see in July, a hundred and fifty dollar uh, rebate on electricity. The different jurisdictions are are providing limited targeted support in those ways, um, and, and it's really not, I think, nationally even fiscally possible for the government to contemplate fully insulating families from the effect of high prices. And if it did, that itself might be inflationary because uh, it would increase demand for certain products leading to even higher price increases. Uh, if you look into your crystal ball, Trevor, where, where do you see us going and what's on the near horizon and a little farther off? Well, because of the key drivers being energy and shelter, we really do need to think about those two markets. And, of course, predicting oil prices at the best of times is a a tall order, and these are not the best of times right now. So who knows where oil is going to go? If oil globally falls uh, through the balance of this year, then we're going to start to see that pressure ease. We are starting to see real estate prices come down uh, modestly in some markets. So whether that continues will be important to watch. So it's really tied just to those two things. Yeah, those are the two biggies. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we'll watch them closely. Trevor, thanks so much for your insight. Always a pleasure.